Bears 17, Giants 13. Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We're brought to you by John Boy Media. And once again, it's an 0-2 start to a Giants season. It seems like it's it would be weird if we didn't start 0-2 at this point. I'm frustrated. We, we, we're both frustrated. We got a lot to talk about. The Giants were in this game at the end. Um, so many angles to hit it from. But Justin... I think the word for this team right now is consistency, which and we need to talk about Saquon, but we'll, we'll talk about that first. Consistency, man, is we can't get consistent play from any position group, whether like Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, last game, dominant. We don't see it this game. Um, you know, the offensive line, bad in the last game. This game actually looked pretty good, and we'll, we'll I'll break down some of the sacks and stuff. Um, it's just frustrating because this team – can't be like consistent in any position no no Bobby uh one week it's this the other week it's that you know but here so we like to start off the show macro and that will then we'll get more specific as the show goes on when I say this and this is just where my brain is at to start the show when I say this Bobby and I have this critique about this one particular thing know that I truly do believe everything and everyone deserves equal blame in this loss this is a team sport. Football is a nuanced sport. The loss isn't solely on one person, one group, offense, defense. That's not how football works. But nevertheless, Bobby, the Giants were given the ball. I'm sorry, the Bears were given the ball back with the score 17 to 13, with seven minutes and 36 seconds to go after a Graham Gano field goal. Made it a four point game. So basically, the Giants get the ball back. They score a touchdown. They win the game. That's what we're thinking at the time. Giants didn't get the ball back until two minutes and seven seconds left in the fourth quarter. The Bears had six attempts for 56 yards, um, (laughs) rushing yards, on that final drive. Think, if you're listening to this, think of who was on the football field for the first two snaps of that defensive series to begin that final Bears drive, where we did allow six rushing attempts for 56 yards. Those first two plays were runs of 11 yards and 10 yards by David Montgomery. Austin Johnson and B.J. Hill were two of the Giants' interior defensive linemen to start that series. Where did the Bears run directly by? Who did they run directly by and right up that hole and right up that gap? Austin Johnson absolutely got manhandled. On that 25-yard run, the personnel was a little bit better. Um, some terrible angles taken by Devontae Downs and Blake Martinez. Um, but when the Giants buckled down later in that drive to eventually allow that field goal, obviously they had the bad luck with the offensive lineman. We'll get to that. But they bunk- but they buckled down, and it was Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and Dalvin Tomlinson all in there. Because guess what, Bobby? Those are your That's three best be players. That's supposed to be our best position group is there, and they weren't on the – like when you told me that, I was blown away. I didn't even look for that when I went through back through the game. Um, anyways, we'll get to the defense. We'll get to the offense. Yeah. Saquon's done. Torn ACL. Man, there's not really much analysis you can give on this, but it just sucks. And I, I feel I, I, my heart breaks for the dude. Anytime that happens to anybody, but especially a guy like Saquon, man. And this was Daniel Jones first gamers. Like he's got all his weapons and literally can't even get to a halftime before losing them. And then Shepard, um, gets hurt again. Um, uh, uh, at the, at the end of the first half, I, it kills me for Saquon, man. And I don't know what you do going forward. Yes. Adrian Peterson came back from a torn ACL 
and dominated. But you know what? That's like we talk about that because that was just such a freak thing. Now I'm rooting for it. I just don't yeah. know what happens going forward. Like like it I mean his whole mission now is to come back and get healthy. I I don't want to talk contract and stuff cuz anyways, he's not going to get a contract in the offseason anyways. But it just sucks, man. Yeah. I don't I don't know what he does. He um he also deleted all his Instagram posts except for one tribute to Kobe, which was just like weird. I don't know what his thinking behind that is, so I don't want to speculate, but that was just like kind of some weird stuff. I just feel for like it's 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 heartbreaking to see that happen to a guy. He's probably just in a bad place. <laughs> you know, it's it's his livelihood and it's his profession that has almost went think, up in flames. Think about how a bad day at work affects you, and then think about that happen, like yeah. something of that, uh, something equal to that happening to you. I mean, it's brutal. Saquon Barkley knows the shelf life of running backs. He knows the position that he's playing. He knows that the position that he's in contract-wise, we're not going to get into it. But for somebody who has a C on his jersey, for somebody who the Giants have so much invested in, and whether you agree with it or not, the Giants have a lot invested in him. And that's mainly why it absolutely does stink, both on a personal level, because you root for Saquon Barkley, you root for him to succeed, but also on a football level, because the Giants have too much invest have so much invested in him. If if things could go right, and that's the thing, Bar- that's the thing, Bobby, where we were relying on Saquon Barkley. If things were to go right, we're not relying on Saquon Barkley right now because right now his position that he's playing, it's not able to substantially add wins and losses because he can't. In the short do term, man, it looked like he was in for a big game, a big game. I mean, the offensive line actually did a halfway decent job. Dion. Had a gritty five-yard run, had the 18-yard run. Um, had some opportunities in the passing game, and your your mind races. Like, could you imagine if Saquon was catching those passes with space? I mean, he, it seemed like he was in line for a big game. And and there was a couple of Deion Lewis runs where he got like three or four yards, but in your mind you're like, man, if Saquon had that, and, and he just bounces it right there instead of cutting it back. It, so that's on, on the short term, long term. I mean, it just sucks. I mean, we can't – I mean, we're not going to sit here and talk about 10 minutes of what it means contract-wise and – and people that come back from ACLs, it just flat out sucks, dude. Like you, it's 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 one of the worst things about sports. We saw it happen around the NFL all day today. Um, but man, it. I wish we were talking about Saquon's blocking right now instead of freaking this. Anyways, I I, I got nothing else on it, man. It just it just sucks. Yeah, Bobby. In the long run, I can't tell you if Saquon Barkley was going to add a uh, uh, wins or he was going to add losses to this football team. And that's just the unfortunate circumstance that he finds himself in because he plays a position that just doesn't have a ton of value. So I don't know if Deion Lewis, is he going to really substantially not cause us to win football games because Saquon Barkley's in there? I don't know if that's the case. But today, we'll just talk about because we'll just talk about how much it does suck because it really does stink for him and it stinks for the team. Plus, I don't and you like really did right see, now. by the way, yeah, you really did see, by the way, just how deflated, at least until the second half, the team was. Where that entire second quarter, Giants were done. Like, they just looked so uninspired to do anything on the offensive side of the ball. And I know this isn't like us, because we like to talk substantial football, this player performance, this stat, this and that. But Bobby, I just got the feeling watching the Giants offense in the second quarter until they started to come out in the second half and they looked pretty good. I just got this feeling that nobody wanted to really be out there. Yeah, I didn't want to be out there. I mean, it's brutal. 
You don't want right, to be let's, watching. Let's, it. <laughs> let's talk about the offense. Let's let's start with the quarterback. It starts out rough, man. Um, first on the first drive of the game, fumble. Um, I have all the sacks written down. We'll talk about that one. Andrew Thomas, he mistimes his punch, leans forward. Quinn gets him. That sucks. Um, after that, Thomas was actually pretty um, um, good. We'll talk about the other sack where they were like it was basically a six on five. Anyways, the fumbles, man. It's it's. We said, you know, coming out out of last year, you're like, hey, like, I don't expect this. Like, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, da- like downgrade what I think of him based off the fumble. He needs to fix it. But now this is the point where he fixed. Like that turned into three points for the Bears. That's a huge play right there, and that's why he can't fumble. He had time to throw. It wasn't there. He's got to put two hands down on it. It sucks. It doesn't make it doesn't make me want to give up on a QB. But it just sucks. Like we, you can't continue to do that. I got faith on the guy, but the the fumbles just suck because they are putting points on the board for the other team. We talked about how turnovers are unacceptable last week, and that's the little thing that Daniel Jones needs to fix. And now we're talking about them in a different way, where this week I don't really put the interception. No, the interception on him. was Evan, Evan Ingram's Ingram fault. Slipped. It was third and eight. Evan Ingram slips because he slips. It hits it. Uh, you know, it, the the DB is there because he slips. It gets yep. popped up because it wasn't like a bad read, but it's because Ingram slips, yep. it gets popped up. They catch it. Um, I, I mean, if, if it was first and eight and he's trying to force a throw like that, it's one thing. But it was third and eight. Um, the interception, I don't put on him, and that's where. And also, uh, that leads me to another point: the whole like he's got to throw it away at times. I get that. Like you got to pick and choose your battles. But you know what? If Daniel Jones takes a sack on third and five. Um, on that 92-play drive, instead of, as he's being tackled, flip to Deion Lewis, which is a reckless play, but it is ballsy, we don't we don't put that touchdown on the board. So that's the battle. Like, yes, we want him to clean up mistakes, but also his willingness to make plays is why we like him, and it leads to a touchdown on that drive. You don't get a touchdown on that drive if Jones plays like Marcus Mariota. And that's why I keep saying. It's like, stop looking at this as with Jones as, ah, a fumble. Look at as who is he as a football player, and that's who we want. I'm so tired of people. People want one. Granted, he's not having a year two like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. That's not who he is. Granted, I think I think he's his player comp is Big Ben. Anyways, like we want him to take chances and be ballsy, especially in year two of which is a rebuilding year. I want him to take chances. If that leads to turnovers. I would rather have that than some pussyfoot quarterback who checks down and has a, a 68% completion percentage and six yards per attempt, but when it matters, they are afraid to make a play. And they take sacks. They take eight sacks a game like Marcus Mariota. I would rather have that. Now, long-term, it ha- turners have to get cleaned up. But people like just forget that like QBs, have, QBs develop. Like I, I feel like people forget that. And I, I know I shouldn't be letting um, that whole thing lead this conversation, but I feel like it had to be said, and I'm not going to do that every time we lose a game this year. Yeah, Bobby, I really don't feel like talking about Daniel Jones really at a substantial length this week is necessary. Um, Some analytics stuff, his completion percentage over expected was a positive. Once again, it was really, really... Yeah, uh, and also, if, when we're ta- if we're talking about taking chances, Bobby, largely I think a football fan's brain goes to taking chances down the field as it relates to a quarterback. His 10 to 19-yard range, he was 6 for 9 with no interceptions, no turnovers. 
Um, and the one attempt that he had 20-plus yards down the field, it was a completion. Same thing last week. He had very good numbers, 10 to 19 yards, and the one attempt that he, put, that he took 20-plus yards down the field, he completed. So it was very similar to last week. Daniel Jones, it's again, it's it's outside the turnovers. And the thing, I kind of want to go back to that interception. I really, really want to know what the play call was on that Evan Ingram interception because if it was a Y option and all of the reading that I've done on Y option and all of the time that I've spent listening to Jason Witten and Jason Garrett talk about the Y option, it is very open to... Number one, it's very open to interpretation, and it is very open in terms of where a tight end could go. If Evan Ingram had the opportunity to break away from the defender, I don't know why he didn't. He had the entire middle of the field wide open. Instead, before he slipped, he was breaking right into the cornerback, and that's where Daniel Jones threw the ball. So if that play, I don't now again, I don't know what that play call was. But I don't know why, if if Evan Ingram had the option to break away from the defender, I have no idea why he broke right into him. Yeah, we don't need to do the whole Jones thing. I mean, people, if you're listening, you probably know where we stand on it, um, especially me. You can't fumble. You can't fumble the ball. You cannot fumble. You cannot turn over the ball. Yeah. Done. You can't also, do Also, he's on pace for eight fumbles this year. What did we say? Let's cut them in half. That's on pace for cutting it in half. And, and then some, you know. So, you know, we didn't expect him to not fumble the entire season. And if you did... Um, I love you because you got high standards, and I love that about people. Um, so, and there's one interception that's on him this year. Yeah, the Watt interception is on him, but it's also it, I don't I don't say that's not on him. That was just, but it. But, no, I say the one. In, no, no, the one in the back of the end zone is on him. The Watt interception. I think on it him. is. It's just a great play by Watt, but it also like he did throw it to yeah, him. Exactly. Like you know, someone didn't slip. Um, but anyways, we're nitpicking with that. You brought up Ingram, dude. I know, like, the whole wide receiver stuff has been, like, over, like, we've, we've kind of been against it. But at this point, I'm 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 down for it, especially if Shepard's out, like, any time. I'm just, he, he was our leading receiver today, right? Six catches, 65 yards. But I'm just kind of out on Ingram as a tight end. And he played out wide a good amount this game. So maybe that has something to do with it. I, I'm, I'm just, an Evan Ingram play led to an interception. Like, Evan Ingram caused an interception in this game, and that's frustrating. Yeah, I think Evan Ingram actually had eight catches today. Six. Um, six for 65. Oh, maybe he had, maybe he had eight, well, eight definitely targets. eight targets then. It wasn't until the Giants were actually flanking him out as a wide receiver and 11 personnel. So, technically, do you count that as 12 personnel? I guess so. It wasn't until they were flanking him out as a wide receiver that the offense showed any kind of substantial signs of life. Um, I need to look back and to see how he exactly he was used because um, I was just so caught up on watching that final defensive drive after during the condensed version. But really, uh, you know, it's just so frustrating like you in like your like your point that you said back to the beginning of the show that there is no consistency on this Giants team but also on this Giants offense I even just looked at the Giants average separation um there was no wide receiver that really got there a ton no. of average separation there was um, no separation so, <laughs> so once so once again we're talking about you know of course Daniel Jones needs to keep two hands on the ball but why he's pump faking all the time is because he's going through his progressions and nobody's getting separation downfield again Football is a game of nuance, and the Giants are a bad football team that continued to find a way to lose, and it's not just only one person or one thing or one element or one position group's fault. Yeah. 
We are now on pace for 48 drops this season. I know that it won't, that, you know, it probably won't stay on pace for that. But we could, we thought it couldn't get worse than Daniel Jones' drop situation at Duke. I don't know what, you know, for a guy who's supposed to have this noodle arm, I don't understand why he deals with so many drops. Slayton has the one on a third down. If he catches it, it's first down at the 12-yard line. Maybe we still kick a field goal there. That was, oh, that but was we don't, a killer. We, we, oh. That screws us. Um, on the two-minute drill, De- uh, uh, Deion Lewis had a drop on the swing pass. You know, that play doesn't probably turn. He only gets five, six yards, but nonetheless, it is a play. So, yeah, uh, on the offense, do we do we have anything else from, like, QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end, or, or can we talk about the offensive line a little bit? Yeah, let's let's talk about the line. I'll kind of let you rock and roll with that. I mean, this Giants offense is just a team of what-ifs. What-ifs, 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 and we've been a team of what-ifs. Even going back to 2016, where we actually won 11 games, we were waiting. We have been waiting since then for the offense to really break out. And this is two different quarterbacks. And I believe Daniel Jones will get there, but it sure is getting frustrating that one week it's this, the next week it's that. So we're a team of what ifs right now, and it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. That that's why I kind of prefaced the the week one loss and why we were so positive coming off of that loss is yes, there were positives, but week two is a great opportunity to fix up those things. And then they didn't go out there and they didn't do it. No. So that's why you're really frustrated. It's, it was us. a winnable game that we, sh- you know, I don't want to use the word should have because the bears probably said the same exact thing about us, but it was a winnable game that we didn't win. You know, we don't need to break down the last play to, to take. It's a, that's a hard play to convert. Anyways, um, on the offensive line, I mentioned the first sack. Just bad play by Andrew Thomas. I'm looking forward to seeing how he played as a whole, but that was just that was a bad play, and I said it um, for who I am and like my thoughts of players. And Andrew Thomas sack to a Daniel Jones fumble is as bad of a, a bad of play for my reputation as there can be. Uh, that was brutal. Just a bad play by Andrew Thomas. Um, the other one. Gates and Will Hernandez uh, did a stunt. Gates actually did an awesome job. Passed to Will Hernandez, picked his guy up. Hernandez gets beat inside. Kind of a coverage sack. I counted 3.18 seconds from throw um, to to sack. It was on third down. And if you watch on the play, um, and I'll probably do this on my offensive line report this week. Ratley's running a chair route, which is basically a slant, and then you sit on and go outside. If he just keeps it as a slant, and I get I, you can't just like change. Actually, you know what? You can change routes in mid-play. Like, if he just runs it as a slant, it's a first down. He sits on it and goes to turn outside. By that time, um, Jones gets sacked. If you want to blame it on, on one person, it is Will Hernandez on that play. The other one, where it came, Khalil Mack from the left side, it was literally five versus six. The five guys that were blocked were fine. Khalil Mack was unblocked, um, and it was instantly... You could say Jones could have tossed it to Deion Lewis, but honestly, if he tried, it probably gets tipped up by Khalil Mack. That's how quick it happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know who like Jones needs to you know set a bet. They need to set a, They need to keep Deion Lewis in on that play. You, um, I need to rewatch it, but in, in my mind, you need to keep Deion Lewis in on that play. And then the fourth one, I didn't write down because I think it was was there one where Jones kind of like ran up in the pocket and then, then pet, like kind of. Put two yeah. hands on it and accepted a sack. It was like one yard yeah, loss it was, or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Ba- it was basically a one yard loss. Um, so I don't Jones view that as a sack. Smart. I view that as like Jones considers a play dead, doesn't want to fumble kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could be remembering wrong on that. Um, no, no, you're but right. But as a whole, one hundred percent right. 
Do you remember saying Cam Fleming's name? Do you remember saying Kevin Zeitler's name? Nick Gates? There, I'm interested to see you break down some of the run game, but if we're just talking solely pass protection, no. But definitely, I saw I saw some Kevin Zeitler plays that made me shake my head a little bit, in the, particularly in the run game. Um, yeah, I, can't, I, I, Bobby, I, I don't key in on that stuff until, enough during the game. You know, Obviously, I'll do my offensive line report. Yeah, but. No, uh, no, obviously, obviously. But, you know, so that's pass protection, you know, uh, Again, for facing a pretty formidable front, could have easily been a lot worse, and we have seen worse. But no matter how much I want to talk about how throwing the ball is so so effective, and throwing the ball, passing is king in the National Football League. Lot a lot of die, lot a lot of do. We do need a running game. We do. Daniel Jones can't just solely be efficient, <laughs> and then that that leads us to success on second and shorts, on third and shorts. You know, or, or even, you know, you can't even just pass on first and 10 anyway. Again, football's a game of nuance, and it's not just black or white. We need a running game. Daniel Jones is need... the leading rusher for the 2020 New York Giants. Come on. Like, come on. Can't. You can't live like that. You can't win like that. He, I think can't. he has 48 yards on the season. That That's brutal. And if, you know, obviously Saquon went down. Saquon had, what, 24 yards or whatever today? 30. Let's see. Look so Saquon stats. had six yards in week one. How many yards did Deion Lewis have in week one? One? Yes, one yard because he had that one attempt so that 48, went to the left side. 45, 56. The running backs on this team have 56 yards on the season. Daniel Jones has 43. The Chicago Bears had 56 rushing yards on the final drive of the game alone. Exactly. <laughs> we, they got away from the running game, you know, once Saquon went out. But... But they were also losing, so you have to get away from the running game. Right, so You're that's losing why by seventeen nothing. You know, there's obviously nuance to it, but yeah, it's brutal <laughs> for a guy that people are trying I, to run out of the building. He seems to be. Um, I, I let me stop giving that kind of attention to like twelve. I really don't know, online. and I Bob, this is this is an online point, and then I kind of want to move on to the defense because I think there's a fun, yeah, there's do. some fun discussions to be had. But I want to say fun's the right word, but I get what you're saying. Well, in, in, interesting. Um, I really don't think people are trashing as Jones as much as you as you think. Because no, I they're think not. It's people they're in not. Your mentions. You're right. You're 100 percent right. It's just my mentions. You're 100 percent right. It's people in your mentions that know that you're that know that you're the Jones dude, and I know. that's why they're getting at you. So don't let them get to you. I really don't think. Pe- I think people are being smart about. Jones and just more or less, um, I don't know what people are particular. I, I know exactly it's checked, it's, it's me talking about my Twitter is is a cesspool, and that's why I try to I try to not let it dictate this con- um, show as much as we can. So every once in a while, we'll make some points off it. Anyways, all right, you're right. Let's take a break and move on to the defense. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. All right, let's talk about the defense. All in all, when you you know we look back at this one three weeks from now, you probably don't say bad performance, but there's definitely some bad in there mixed with some good. As you know, we'll finish off probably talking about James Bradbury, which was really good. Something I try to you know find a little takeaway from each game from this defense and Corey Ballantyne we know is bad, James Bradbury we know is good, but I looked at it, man, and something I obsess over is what does a defensive coordinator do on third down. And I like that um, Graham tried different things on third down in Miami. But the one thing I did not like is these three-man pass rushes on third down. Justin, and I went and counted it after the game. When Patrick Graham rushed three um, pass rushers, 
the Bears on on passing when they passed. The Bears converted six out of seven. Justin, the one that didn't was third and eighteen. Was a third and eighteen screen pass was the only one they didn't. When they rushed four plus, the Bears converted one for seven. It this feels like it felt like like the Jets game. So like going into this game. I kind of am a guy who likes to be aggressive and blitz, but I wasn't like saying, hey, blitz the crap out of Trubisky. That wasn't my game plan. But you can't rush three. You It gave him time to be why Trubisky was actually drafted second because of his ability to, you know, make plays with his feet. Yep. And it was just like, it, it looked like Trubisky was out there like making looking like Lamar Jackson on third down where like, you know, he's sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and then scramble, and then break a tackle, and then find a running back wide open, and he goes for a touchdown. So that was the most frustrating thing about this game plan from Patrick Graham. I wasn't asking him to blitz. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go do hindsight 2020. I'm not, I wasn't calling for him to blitz five, six, every third down, but rushing three, man. I mean, I feel like we see defenses do that, and it just never works out. Like, it just, it just never works out at night, and it, it's, it, it shows in the numbers on this one, Justin. And also, I didn't feel like, and again, this is feeling because we're reacting. I didn't feel like there was any kind of elaborate looks that was pre-snap. Guys were moving around. I really didn't feel like I saw that this game, and that was unfortunate because we saw that a ton the previous week. Um, the Mitchell Trubisky, the touchdown that was that went to a uh, that Corey Ballantyne allowed. That was God. when Mitchell Trubisky had like six seconds to throw the ball. But also on that play, um, is just like Corey Ballantyne. Come on, dude. Like yeah, yeah. I get that our our standards aren't high for Corey Ballantyne, but uh, I mean, come on, man. Come on, that's brutal. At the end of the half, too. I mean, that's a game changer right there. Now I can't be. Yeah. I, I I'm not mad at the defense because at the end of the day, they only gave us 17 points. I feel like we're having the same conversation as last week. But that's just like you can't have that. Like that that's just a play you can't have. No matter no matter what our bar is for you, you can't have that play that Corey Ballantyne had at the end of the half. That did come on a third and eight, by the way. Uh, I'm also thinking of that the one I counted that tr- as three because Nate Ebner rushed late, which why the hell is Nate Ebner playing anyways? Yeah, could, yeah, could I I guess well for let me let me also say with the whole Trubisky point, he also had that eleven yard run on the on the final drive. That was a lot of him improvising and doing what and doing what you know what he does best, which isn't a lot, but he certainly looked good this game. But Bobby, that first touchdown. Now you can argue the Bears were going to score a touchdown anyway. That first touchdown, Nate Ebner and Julian Love. Julian Love is the most significant guy because he actually was a guy that wound up on the ground. But Nate Ebner just missed Montgomery. Oh my God, it was terrible and we're looking at you know Guys even a lot of the, the backside too the beat reporters tweeted out and we were just thinking too you know nate ebner has not seen defensive snaps all summer all summer the all last summer. last four years he hasn't the first third down of the game nate ebner was in at linebacker and that was my first tweet of the game was nate ebner is playing that that was my and i I get over this. over Tate Crowder, by the way. Yeah, over Tate Crowder, Crowder didn't get a single rep who, today. Who has looked? I mean, from from what we can see and what we can see on his college tape, he has looked athletic. But I guarantee you, uh, whether it's on the collegiate level or the NFL level, um, Tate Crowder has logged more defensive snaps just playing on the defensive side of the ball and not special teams more than what Nate Ebner has in the last couple of years. C- crazy. 
crazy why he was even out there to begin with, and he was out and he was out there throughout the entire game. Yeah, man. I mean, Nate Nate Ebner snap count on defense um, in 2019, one. Or no, that's offense. Sorry, 2019 zero. 2018 huh. one. 2017 zero. He had at least five, six, maybe more today. So that's that's weird, you know. Is that percent or just a raw no, snap like count? Actual, like how many snaps he played. <laughs> um, You've got to be joking. Yeah. Which is one reason I'm not a huge fan of of signing only special teams guys. But anyways, we're not. I'm not going to nitpick that crap right now. So yeah, I don't like that out of Graham. Um, this is where I said with consistency, and you kind of hit it on the start. Where was Leonard Williams this game? Where now? I th- Dexter Lawrence might have made some plays. I can't remember. Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence made some plays in the run game, but Dalvin had largely. Two tips, if but if if we're talking about third down plays, and if we're and if we're gonna challenge our defensive linemen and our edge rushers, just like they kind of did in Week One, without bringing the house, without bringing five six guys, if we're gonna challenge our guys to get to the quarterback, they gotta get to the quarterback. You know, the consistency. But no they one can get there week. with three. Nobody can. They, you have two double teams and and maybe even three. So, um, but I'm not even. I'm not I just even want consistency most mad. Out of that position. The defensive I'm tackle position even... should be our. It should be our. The defensive tackle spot for the Giants should be week in week out. You, the other team, yes. talked about how good that position was. Yes, it's the yes. only position so that, where we should have those expectations out of. That's a great transition to kind of what I want to say. Uh, Dave Gettleman has given us the Kool-Aid the last three years that stopping the run is the most important thing to do on the defense side of the ball. It's the most important thing to do in football. Dave Gettleman has been giving us that Kool-Aid. Don't act like he hasn't. Don't act like he hasn't. He didn't say it's the most important thing. Because the moves that he has made has reflected that by taking a defensive tackle in the first round, taking a defensive tackle, defensive end of the third round, and trading for Leonard Williams. So the fact that... corners in all those rounds, too. It's all about what you invest in. Can you let me also just finish? Finish. It's all about what you invest in. And we have invested a lot of money, a lot of draft capital in stopping the run. This also includes Blake Martinez, who did also not have the best of game. So all of you people that, you know, added me and said that, oh, Justin Pennick looks pretty bad because Blake Martinez had a really good week one. Well, guess what? Didn't have a great week two. Doesn't mean that the signing's bad. It's because we're only two games in, so don't overreact. But the fact that, when the game was on the line, and like Bobby said, which I 100% agree with, the strongest part of this football team, not just this defense, the strongest part of this football team should be our ability to stop the run, which you can argue in today's NFL serves very little value, except when you allow six attempts on 56 yards and the Bears get the ball back with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And the one thing that you need to do is you need to get a stop because you know the run is coming because it's predictable. And you don't. And it's a five-minute drive, and the Giants don't get... And the reason why it First was a five-minute drive... yard run. It should, have, it should have been a longer drive. The Giants used all three of their timeouts. So it should have been a longer drive. The Giants used all three of their timeouts on that defensive drive. Yeah. We, also uh, an offensive and you, lineman and again, caught a pass, too. That sucked. And, yeah. So, But also, the thing with that the bad really luck. Sucked. So I, you're, probably, you're probably slamming your head on your, on your car wheel saying, but Justin Pennock, the way that we lost the game wasn't by all the running plays. It was because we had the fourth down, the Giants allowed the incompletion, and then the offensive lineman caught the ball. What about that bad luck? Well, you want to know what? Good teams find ways to win games. Bad teams 
find ways to lose games. I get your point, but let's not use the offensive lineman on that one. Like all like like the drop passes, like I agree on that. Bobby, but. they should have never been in that position to begin with because on that first and 25 where Blake Martinez takes a terrible angle on Montgomery and Devontae Downs absolutely gets his ass kicked and they allow a 23-yard run on first and 25. You want to know what it means when an offense is running the ball on first and 25? They're conceding the drive. They're conceding the play. And they're hoping that something good happens. And the Giants just allowed them to come right back into the game and they gave him the game on a silver platter. So I know I said last week that if you're expecting anything from this defense, you should change your expectations. But that's also when we're talking about we're losing because of Corey Ballantyne, we're losing because of Darnay Holmes, and we're losing because we're allowing because our pass defense is inconsistent. I'm not talking about if we're losing football games because our rush defense is terrible. That is the one thing, the one thing that we have been told and the one thing that we should be confident in based off of how this general manager in this front office has talked about this football team. And that's on them. And it's also on the coaching staff for also why is Austin Johnson on the football yeah, field that's for the first two plays of that drive? That's wild. Why? He shouldn't honestly be on the field at all with that three-man rotation of Dex, Leonard, and, and Dalvin. Honestly, and B.J. Hill. And, and B.J. Hill. Austin Johnson shouldn't get zero snaps a game. Like, I didn't say anything about him playing against Pittsburgh, but I agree. He should be getting zero snaps a game. B.J. Hill should 21 get 21 yards on two plays. B.J. Hill should get the fourth man um, reps. But, yeah, those guys, shouldn't, Austin Johnson shouldn't get any reps. Um, That's frustrating. So, yeah, Devontae Downs. It's hard to say from the TV angle, but he looked like he sucked. I don't know how many snaps he got. He got his got. ass kicked, Bobby. They all got their ass kicked all day. I wish Tay Crowder They were played. all getting driven off the front. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm wish, not saying he would have played, played good, but I would rather him played. Can we talk about James Bradbury? Because I feel like that's where we, yes. we finish off, right? Yeah. Awesome. Dude's a beast. I mean, if there's one contract that was worth it, it's James Bradbury. I mean, yep. he, he was a baller. He uh he basically had two interceptions. I mean, he had the interception, and then the Julian Love interception was James Bradbury tipping the ball up. The I, I That's the one thing about this defense. Well, the one thing we thought was the run stop in the middle is that you can just trust James Bradbury against anybody. You know, not saying he's gonna not have a bad game, but you don't go into any game thinking James Brad, like worrying about James Bradbury. And if anything, you're more like, hopefully James Bradbury faces their number one every snap. That's yep. really our thinking, which he did. Um, yeah, he he was phenomenal, man. He he's just a good, smart football player who does everything the right way. I know that sounds really cliche, but it's true. Yeah, Allen Robinson was limited to. Three receptions of 33 yards on nine targets, by the way. Sheesh, look at that. And I don't know how uh, Bradbury made that interception that he made on the sideline. <laughs> it was wild. I thought it was a completion. I don't know how I made it. I, thought it, I, I screamed because I thought it was a completion. I thought Robinson caught the ball. And then it turns out that Bradbury adds the interception, and that completely turns the game. So while I, you know, while I'm going to... I had my rant about the Giants' defense, and I had my rant about the final drive, and they were, frankly, they were getting gashed all day you know, uh, by the run, but James Bradbury really, really did flip um, how we feel and really, really did put, you know, have a great day where you look at this pass defense as a whole, and they say, you know what, they made some plays back there, and they put team in a good position to win besides Corey Ballantyne and Isaac Gideon, which I guess maybe we can even flip to that. They just look clueless. They look clueless out there. Yeah, you clipped the play, and I was thinking about clipping it of Yidam just like, 
on third down, just like literally turned around. Like it looked like a Madden glitch. That's re- like I don't know how else to explain it. Maybe it's something I don't understand about the cornerback position. I admittedly yeah. don't know a ton about the cornerback position, but it looked like a Madden glitch. It it really did. It was a play action bootleg going towards the right side, and there was a tight end that was running in the flat. And Idiom had him initially covered. Isaac Idiom initially had him covered. And in a way, he could have both easily defended keeping Mitchell Trubisky in front of him, but also defending the tight end if Trubisky chose to drop it off in the flat. But instead of doing either one of those things, he turns around and he just runs (laughs) towards the end zone. Um, What I'm thinking is maybe because the Giants have just gotten so beat with crossing routes the last couple years that maybe he's thinking that, oh, crap, this is a play-action bootleg, so a, a wide receiver is probably running running a crossing route right behind me, um, and maybe he thinks that there's a linebacker that's going to come up and make a play, but still, you look at you look at that play specifically, you even look at the play that he allowed to Anthony Miller that was luckily an incompletion in the end zone that should have been a touchdown. That and was then you look at the Corey. No, that was Yidium. Are you talking about like on the first, like the second drive of the game? Anthony Anthony Miller dropped a touchdown in the end zone. That was Darnay Holmes, I'm pretty sure. I th- I thought it was 27, so we'll we'll have to check back on that. But between those two guys, just completely clueless, and once again we're scratching our heads, wondering why Ross Cockrell was not signed. Yeah, we'll never know the mystery of Ross Cockrell. Yeah, uh, Peppers was kind of was silent. I don't. That could be a good thing and also a bad That's thing. That's the thing. That's the thing, Bobby. Where. We we've we've been saying we've been saying we've been saying the Giants have a lot of good players, but James Bradbury today, playmaker, made plays. This is why you invest in him. Jabril Peppers, where is he? I hate I hate to be like this. Yeah, you know, the that's sports one radio, I got the sports. I got I got I got to wait on that but, one because I I don't remember him having a bad play either. So I I need I have that's one I absolutely have to wait on to see. Yeah. What what exactly happened? Because I'm not comfortable I saying thought, anything negatively about him after that. I thought initially on the 25-yard run that he took a terrible angle. When you look at the TV angle, it looks like he just takes such a bad angle towards the running back. But then Him uh, and Devontae the Downs took actually, the same gap on that play. That wasn't on Devontae. Yes. Devontae Downs correct. took the That's, wrong gap, and that hit him. Uh, Blake Martinez had the backside gap, I will, and Devontae Downs took the wrong gap. He flowed on it. Yeah. It, left, it left the gap wide open. Now, granted, you so want your defensive tackles to get off blocks and make that play anyway, but Devontae Downs took the wrong gap on that play. He took the same bat- gap as, as Joe Burrow Peppers, and Montgomery was able to go for 24 yards. That's on Yeah, Downs. so that's exactly that's exactly what I was going to say, where initially it looked like it was on Peppers, but then the broadcast showed like the all-22 behind the line of scrimmage angle, and that's where it showed, hey, Peppers was actually where he needed to be. It's just that other guys around him got, his ass, got their ass kicked. So... But Bobby, regardless, Jabril Peppers is supposed to be a playmaker, and he's not making plays of impact for the team. Does that mean that he's bad and he's garbage? No. But still, James Bradbury, we signed him and we invested in him in him to be a playmaker for the team. He did it. He's made a couple highlight-worthy plays in the first two weeks with some passes deflections and an interception, or you know, and then he caused the second one as well. James Bradbury's done it. Uh, we need the best players on this defense to make those plays. Yep. All right. I mean, are we good? Yeah, I I feel good. Uh, I f- I feel good. Yeah. It's... As far as an episode wise, I don't want people thinking we feel good about the Giants. 
No, no, I don't. I don't feel good because losing, losing sucks. And oh, and two, it sucks every year. Oh, and two, it sucks more that they couldn't build off of what they did last week because they had an opportunity to do it. Um, you know, because you felt like that even though you take ten steps forward last week, you know, you obviously you take some steps back with the itty bitty mistakes. You take some steps forward, but you just feel like you take fifteen steps back with this game, and now. We have, I, I don't even know, like, we have no footing, we have no base, we have no establishment. Um, I don't know what to expect really heading into San Francisco next week, um, partially because San Francisco, they're a tough opponent within themselves, but also we're going to be checking the injury report every day. Um, San Francisco, actually, they're not actually going back to San Fran. They're actually staying in West Virginia this week. Yeah. You know how Jimmy Garoppolo sucks is that when he goes down, it's like, it's like the third like biggest injury to the 49ers. Where like you know, Bosa Bosa is obviously number one. Where it's like in my head, I'm like, Mullins probably could do some of the same things that um, Garoppolo could do. Um, I feel like I went really good on my picks this week. Anyways, we'll talk about that on Wednesday, maybe. All right, that's a show. Listen, this isn't a fun listen, but I appreciate you listening. We'll be back Wednesday with a mailbag, mailbag and voicemail question. If uh. If you want to leave those now, because we don't put out a tweet for it until Tuesday, like around noon, um, do hashtag Talking Giants in your question, and I'll check that. Um, just, just if like if there's a mailbag question you have on your mind right now. So, um, we appreciate you guys. Um, we'll be back Wednesday, as always. Let's go, Big Blue. <laughs>